the Living Bliss Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Living Blessed Podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. I'm here with my wife, Anna Tigray. You're always making me laugh before we start. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> That's what I do. We had, uh, uh, we, we, we missed last week. Last Tuesday, we didn't put out a podcast because I had to make a, a last minute trip out of town. I, I don't know why you keep going away and driving oh, this three, move four is, days. This move is never, it's like it's never ending, right? <gasps> Oh my gosh! And every time you go, it's just um, it's almost like we start over over here, you right. know, just because it's very hard on the kids and uh, very hard on me. Because let it, me let me just start by saying to all the single moms out there, wow, wow, you yeah. have my total respect. That is a hard job to to do by yourself, mm -hmm. and um, God be with you. I made this trip as fast as I could. I was going to stretch it out and kind of... You, you were know, crazy. Do, do it the healthy <laughs> way. Well, it, it, and it was just like, uh, it's just such a rough trip coming back because uh, we got, there was there were tornadoes in Kentucky. <laughs> of course there was. <laughs> but, but it was, uh, so, so the first day we couldn't get out, I couldn't get out of there at the time that I wanted. Uh, like I like leaving at three in the morning because <clears throat> driving from pacific time right to eastern time you, you lose three hours yeah your day gets uh you know shortened shortened so you know and you don't want to show up at home at two in the morning or something like that and so I, i started driving but it was late in the day so i didn't get that far i didn't get as far as i planned and so you stopped at some horrible hotel oh gosh <laughs> and it was, it was i stopped at that hotel last time i did this trip and it was actually okay but this time The room, I needed a room on the main floor. It was the last room on the main floor when I got there. And I got there and the bed sheets were dirty and the toilet was plugged. And oh. just, so I didn't even get out of my clothes. I just laid on top of the sheets in my clothes, slept three hours. Oh my gosh. And then drove 22 hours. Oh. And then slept two hours in the truck and drove another 12 hours and got home. But uh, the rough part was that it was, I was going through Memphis And it was, um, and then you had a flat tire. Well, that was the whole thing. There was, there was this, there was a tornado, there was tornadoes all through that area. So there's yep. tornado warnings, right. And, and rain and like that. <clears throat> and I'm driving down the street and there was some construction there and a road barricade came flying at the truck and I swerved and missed it. Otherwise it would have went, probably would have went through the truck. Mm -hmm. Right. But I missed it and it landed and drove over it, but it, tore up the side of the tire so the tire went flat so i'm out there rolling around at you know midnight one in the morning mm -mm. in this middle of this storm trying to I feel so change bad this tire you. in the truck and i'm going okay but but even in that i'm looking at okay god thank you because i could have gotten caught in the middle well, of the well, tornado <laughs> yeah well the thing it is i, I could have been on the highway mm -hmm. right it could have been on the interstate i was not on the interstate yet and that's when the tire started to go flat so i noticed it Uh, just on the gauge because it tells you, mm -hmm. and uh, and had I not noticed that, I could have been out on the on the interstate. And then, can you imagine? Well, out there in that storm, and you know, if you pull over, somebody probably run over you. You know, yeah. So, so you were right by a gas station. Yeah, like I pulled off, and it was a gas station right there, parked, and you know, incredible. It was, yeah, it still wasn't fun, but it could have been a million times worse. So. Absolutely. And but, then you got home and started unloading and. Yeah, and and uh, 
I got kind of a stomach bug while I was on the road. And <laughs> so the last, well, the last two days I ate one meal. I noticed. I ate one meal because you never know where you can get a bath. You know, when you're like, oh, I don't know where the next bathroom is and I don't want to be stuck somewhere. Oh you know? my gosh. And uh, so anyway. You made it home. Yeah. And I just couldn't get home fast enough, but it was good. It was great. And, and getting home uh, was, you know, we had a talk and that was the topic of today. That's the topic of today's show is actually, we had this great revelation and <clears throat> there's something that I, I admire. I learned a long time ago and you've come on board with me on this thing. And we we're big on self-evaluation. How are we doing in our marriage? How are we doing with our jobs, our goals in life? And how are we doing as parents? Mm -hmm. And, and what we do is we do it in a way like, what can we do better? Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than point fingers and place blame. Right. And we really, really avoid placing the blame. And in that way, it's just really, really easy to talk about the things because nobody's going to make you feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it doesn't, nobody gets defensive. And, and it's, man, if you can master that as a couple, you know, to just give and take helpful advice. Yep. Or what we call criticism but do it without getting defensive and without getting like you're attacking somebody or accusing somebody. Right. You know, just, just, okay. I think this is a problem that we need to change. Right. And, uh, in doing that, I think that's cause this is something you and I do all the time and it's, we never fight about stuff like that. We never get our feelings hurt. Yeah. It's, and I always feel like, yeah, we're, we're just going to make everything better. How can we make it better? Right. right? That's the focus. <clears throat> but we talked about, uh, and I think if you're a parent, not a, not a, I'm going to be a parent someday and this is how I'm going to do everything because, because, <laughs> because trust me, don't, don't even say it. Just, just don't, you know, because it's never going to work that you're way. You're going right? to have to eat those words. Yeah, talk to me a year after you've had your first child and then we'll see yep. how certain no, you are. No, but, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to give a background. Um, just if I can interrupt for a second. Please do. Um, it's not just being a parent. But being a parent of multiple kids and being under extreme stress, mm-hmm. being in our case financially, mm-hmm. you know, because you had to quit our job and moved. You, yep. And moved. So we used to have two incomes. We have one, mm-hmm. barely, um, you know, and then new surroundings and just not getting into detail, but like, it's like everywhere we turn, there's it's, problems, it's problems, change problems, changing problems, changing yep. problems, <laughs> and none of them are impossible. But it's like twenty four seven, you're thinking about those things, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're hyper focused on those things, like I'm doing my job and Elaine's job in our company, you know, mm-hmm. she's a partner with Blast Bodywear. So because she is over on the West Coast and I'm here, and we move the business here. I'm doing my job, her job, homeschooling, you know, and dealing with all these other stressors. So I think what you find is that little things, petty things become bigger, quicker, Mm -hmm. you know? So if the kids are whining and fighting, well, most of the time I have endless patience for that. And... I started to get to my limit a little quicker, you know, where I'm like, well, and that's the thing, like you need to stop. And this is what we talked about. So what it was is we found, 
you know, we're saying, okay, what can we do better? And it just feels like <clears throat> we're at this point where every day the kids are getting heck from when they get up in the morning until they go to bed at night. And, and it's, it's, there's an over, that was the theme of the day is they're always right. in trouble. And the thing of it is, is behaviors weren't getting better. They were getting worse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so we stopped and we looked at it and what we discovered. So I'm just giving everybody the background here. What we discovered was that, uh, like, I think a lot of parents are, are like this because you, you hear, you know, we listen to other parents, right? And what it is, is you just reach your limit. So we sort of accept that these kids are just going to make bad decisions and do crazy things and be emotional. And they're going to do that. And you just run out of patience at some point and you need a break, you know? Right. That's every meme about motherhood, right? <clears throat> and what we, the revelation that we had after we prayed about this is that, okay, our job here is to raise these children to have good manners, to be responsible citizens, to, you know, have a set of core values that we believe in and share those values with them and teach them things like work ethic and responsibility and telling the truth and, you know, keeping the 10 commandments, you know, and all of that. Uh, But we want them also to have fun, but we weren't having fun. Yeah. You stop having fun. And, and that's the thing, you know, when you talk about getting hack for everything, it, when you kind of snowball, it's like, Emma, please, please chew with your mouth closed, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Cole, you know, don't. Do- so, so it's, it's not like, <sighs> you know, it's not like you're losing on them or they're getting on timeout. You know, we don't spank our kids, but or they're getting in timeout or, or consequences, but you're just constantly like, don't do this. Please mm-hmm. don't do that. You know? And pretty soon, like you said, nobody's having fun because now they're just doing it just it's because just if, they're if it's not if it's not Katie, it's Emma or Cole or you know it's just it's somebody's a constant always doing rolling something. catastrophe of something, right? <laughs> yes. And it's just at the end of the day, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. like you know, when does it hurry up and grow up, you know? <laughs> and then the thing of it is, is that we talked about this while I was on the road. Yeah. Right when, and, I, right when I drop you off at, at the airport, right. you know, it's like I got home and I'm like, Terry, I've been thinking about this. Yeah. And, he, and you go, so I, I was thinking about the same thing. <laughs> but what it is basically is that we have this responsibility to, to teach them. But what we're not, what, what I realized is I was looking at it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a video game, you know, as the day, you know, I start off with a full t- with a full energy thing. And then as I get shot at 50 times, you know, the energy falls off and I finally die. And that's mm-hmm. when I lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I get frustrated and give them hack or OK, everybody on the couch, you know, and then they get the, you know, the marching orders. And and what I realize is, OK, I'm I'm looking at it from my perspective mm-hmm. rather than theirs. Mm hmm. And so what it is, is where are they at with their brain development? Each three, the three kids are all in different places. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of their issues? What are their fears? What are their, you know, all of their, and really, really understanding where they're at. Right. And then go where they're at and meet, meet that need. And if you meet the need, uh, you know what, you just don't have the problem that they don't, continue this rolling they still do stupid things they're kids right yeah. they're going to do kid no, things but they, but they stop doing things for attention because good attention or bad attention you're still getting the attention well, well whether it's that or they're just the thing is is they were getting heck all the time and not taught anything mm-hmm so they're getting consequences for their actions but they're not being taught how to do it differently so they're just going to get 
the same consequences an hour later, in some cases a minute later, you know? And if you don't teach them... Now, how do you teach, like, Cadence? I was teaching her tonight what respect was, mm-hmm. you know, because she said something. Now she's she's six. She's six, so she's so all she's grown up. she's going on 30 now, right? <laughs> and so she can tell everybody what to do. And, you know, we, we can't say cinnamon yet, but we can, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is, uh, you know, she's just at that stage, right? And so I was trying to, teaching her about respect. Well, instead of giving her heck, because she had said something disrespectful to you. Very, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to tolerate that. Right. Okay, that doesn't happen. I don't care who you are, how old you are, that doesn't happen. You're not going to talk to my wife that way, right? <clears throat> and so, and you're not going to talk to your mother that way. And so she came in here, but I wasn't stern with her. I just asked her if she knew what respect was, so she didn't know. So I right. explained to her what respect was. And then I took and drew on the whiteboard I'm 62, so I made 62 dots for all my years, and then I showed her her six years, and I said, see, with all of this, you know, and I explained what experience you gain and things you learn and stuff like that, so should somebody like that, should you talk rude to them? No. You know, she under, I explained it in a way that she would understand it. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't explain it to Emma or Cole the same way. No. <laughs> because they just wouldn't get it, right? right. Their Their brains are not developed to that point. Yeah. You see what I mean? And so... You have to find another creative way to teach that same lesson. But once I taught that lesson, Katie didn't feel bad. Mm -hmm. She was happy. She didn't feel like she got heck. Mm -hmm. We just had a good talk and she went away and she won't be disrespectful disrespectful again. Now she understands the importance of using manners or doing something the first time you're told, not the fifth time, you know? And so it's meeting them where they're at Mm -hmm. rather than just punishing them or giving them consequences for their choices right if they don't know that's the whole thing where it's so logical it's so simple but we no, missed it and 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 here's the thing and and i think because if they don't not, know if they don't know how to do it differently they're but, just going to keep getting heck for the same thing but it's not just that um because i i teach them all the time but if i seem annoyed right away there's a wall and that's why they do it again and when you teach with kindness and grace, mm-hmm. it's different. Their walls are not up, and they actually pay attention. Because when you, like, I don't yell at them, you know, I mean, I have, but I really work hard at not ever yelling, because, you know, I'm Latin, I'm already loud enough. Yeah, I mean, baby, <laughs> you get on the phone talking to your mom, and <laughs> the neighbors know it. But the thing is, is they can feel if I get frustrated, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like right away I'm teaching them or I think I'm teaching them, but I'm not because they're not listening because they're like, I don't like when mom is feeling frustrated. Right. So for me, because I'm with them literally, you know, it's different. You and I, I'm Mm -hmm. literally with them every hour of the day. Mm -hmm. And so I had to tell myself you know, I don't need to teach every moment they're awake. Mm-hmm. I need to pick a few things a day. So you know what? Cadence at the table is like she couldn't sit down. It's like I don't even know she was on, on her knees and on the side and coming down with the chair and then obviously... Producing the waters all over the table. Right. <clears throat> and so I think it was 10 times a day I told her, please, Cadence, please sit nice, you know? And then all of a sudden I like... Cadence, mommy have told you how many times? 
And and then one day I'm like, you know what? I'm I just have to take a step back, and that's not the at the end of the world. And I'll tackle the sitting at the chair. And literally three days later, she was sitting perfectly fine. And now she, today she tells. I don't even know why I I, I, I sit nice all the time. I, I'm sitting nice all the time. I don't even know why. And I'm, I'm thinking, yes, because I gave you grace, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I worry about it. it. Like teaching our kids to be good citizens mm-hmm. is a priority in our list. And you don't wait until they are a certain age no. to teach them. <clears throat> you start you know, young because it's much easier when they're young. You don't get away with everything when you're a, a toddler and a little kid. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the rules change because you turn a certain age. Right. They, they don't. And so. Well, and something there is we us. have to. You know, that's that's one of the things we have to look at. They do what we do. Sure. So we have to be careful about what we do if we want to teach them something. You can't be hypocritical. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, um, you know I want to give you an example, though, like with Emma. And and this is a whole other can of worms here. But but I want to talk about this because I think this is a thing mm-hmm. is uh, cadence is more like me. She's very creative and like that. And never stops talking. <clears throat> actually you are not like that at all because you can talk a lot and then you can go without talking for days <laughs> it was up to you you were such an introvert but uh but you and emma are couldn't be more alike in your personalities both born at the same time you know like the same month sort of thing a week apart yeah a week apart and and but you've got the least amount of patience with her Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's a, I believe that's a thing. I think, I think the things that we see in our kids that are like us are the things that we get frustrated with the most. Do, do you feel that way? Because yeah. I don't get anywhere near like you. You've got v- v- quite noticeably less patience with Emma than you do with the other two. When she's stubborn, <clears throat> um, you know, you know what I feel, and I realize that. And have you noticed how I changed? I don't know if you notice. Um, I've changed that. And here's the thing. There's certain parts of my personality that she is like me that I've struggled with for 35 years before I was able to change it. And you know, because nobody taught me Mm -hmm. to change until I was in my 30s and some things it wasn't until I was 40. Because Emma, I'm telling you, if we did spank our kids, you could probably beat that kid half to death and she's still, she's so stubborn. You could never get anywhere. get her anywhere. And you know what works with her? What I found is that I'm very affectionate with her because she likes affection. Yeah, she loves to cuddle. Yeah, and so I'm just very, and she's this kind of kid where you can just wrap her up in a blanket like and just squeeze her and snuggle her and like that and she'll just lay there forever, yeah. you know? And uh, <clears throat> and that's what I do. And I talk to her and I tell her all the time that I love her, very, you know, with all my heart and like that and very sweet with her. And then what I do with her is I will talk and work things out logically with her. But when I get frustrated with her, I've lost her. But well, when I don't get frustrated with her and I just sit and I talk with her about something, she wants to please me. And so she changes and she does things differently. So remember how how you used to get frustrated with me for 10 years and then one day you figured that out? And that's how I treat Emma now. <laughs> I know exactly how. 
Well, um, but that's the thing that you know, that you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. On a stack of Bibles here, I will admit that, yes, it's just like, how can you, but that's what you are with Emma. Like right. you get frustrated so, with her because so, she is like you. Right. And so my frustration wasn't really her. And that's what I figured out. It was like, oh my gosh, you're going to waste your life yeah. holding on to this. Like I wasted mine. So it's my job to teach you, but it wasn't getting through her. And then now I have a better way of teaching her. Well, that's and I haven't had those problems. The, the thing I think, if there's anything I would, I would say that I've learned is that, yes, kids are small and yes, you can overpower them, but... You, you're not overpowering them. No. They just, they just, they're just waiting they just until sit there the day, quietly yeah. <laughs> and then they'll just go and do what they're going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. When you build a relationship with them and you mm-hmm. spend time teaching them and creating a culture in the family. So like when we go to the botanical gardens, the botanical gardens, yes, the botanical. <laughs> when you go to the botanical gardens with them, uh, if you're, talking to them about the kind of dinosaurs that are there and they have different big dinosaurs and different plants and stuff. Yeah. And we talk about them and we teach them about them. Yeah. They, they kids just want to learn everything about everything. Right. So if you become that teacher and you're teaching them simple things and all have cool ways of like how you use pliers or something or, you know, I'll get them to come in and each of them gets to, pound a nail or something you know and yeah like that kind of stuff they get that's where they really learn that's when they really change <clears throat> and some of the greatest success i've had with with all three of them is teaching creating that culture where you're teaching something mm-hmm. and then they want to do what you they, they want to learn and so you're that key to them learning right where punishing uh and i mean we we agreed at the outset because i was you know when we first got kids, it's just, I, I got to be the guy that you're, you're the more the, the, dis, the disciplinarian. Right. Um, and I try to avoid that because you're not as scary as I am to them. Yeah. Right. And so we, we don't do that, but, um, but they don't, they go to mommy for everything. Like I tell Cadence, hey, Cadence, you know, you know, put your shoes away. Mom, should I put my shoes away? <laughs> like, it's literally like that. Right. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm fine with that. If I tell her I need something done, she does it. But my point is, uh, by me teaching them things now, like tonight I went out there and I was cutting up boxes and putting them in recycling, right? So I'm teaching them and everybody gets a crack at it and like that. The relationship I have with them is so much stronger. And then when I ask them to do something, they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's. Oh, yeah. Rather than before when what it was is they do something wrong and I want to correct it after the fact. Mm-hmm. You're way better off doing it, teaching them beforehand. Like you always said, like, you know, you go someplace and you'd have a briefing with them in the car before you go in. Right. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. You go in there and you come out with a better result. Oh, yeah. You know, and teaching them, you know, teaching them how to sit at a table and do it. So so anyway, I found that rather than dealing with bad behavior after the fact, get ahead of it and create a culture where you're teaching them and you're talking to them all the time. We don't spank our kids because in the foster system you can't. 
Yeah. When we were foster parents, so they've never been raised and, with that. And, and, and our kids have and been we've through learned, too much anyway. Well, and they've been through too much already. And the other thing is, is that this is way more effective. Right. You know, like, and that's I just got, it. Honestly, I got spanked when I was a kid and that, that didn't work with me, you know. It, yeah. it, it, that wasn't well, what that's made thing. me that's that's what i'm saying decision. about emma now because yeah. emma that's this like and this is the thing with emma because emma doesn't say anything she's always really quiet and to get her to articulate her thoughts is very hard well she won't do it if you're giving her heck mm-hmm. you know if she's in trouble she just won't she just refuses to say anything mm-hmm. and you can't get it out of her right if you're loving her up and teaching her things then she'll talk mm-hmm. you know and then you find out that this kid like of Emma, we, you know, we, we thought Emma was delayed. Oh my God, this kid is intelligent, like hyper intelligent. You tell her something today, a week later, she can recite it back to you almost verbatim, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, wow, this kid's really, you know, she's just quiet. That's all. But when you get her and you love her up and you're teaching her and giving her lots of attention that way and guiding her, you know, now she talks, mm-hmm. you know, and now she talks a lot. And so, so you realize, uh, when she's doing stuff that she's with her, it's sometimes it's okay. She just doesn't understand why she should do this. So she's not going to do it. Yeah. But when you explain why, then she'll do it mm-hmm. before it just looked like, you know, she was just trying to be bad. Well, she's just like, no, just cause you told me I'm not going to change it. Tell me why I should change it and then I'll change it. And she does. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I kind of clicked with her with, you know, the more teaching that we do, the better behaved they are because they want, they ultimately want, they don't want to be bad and they don't want to be in trouble. Absolutely. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I do agree. Um, Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that discipline, you know, I mean, consequences um, have to come at, a certain right times when when things are really you know if you if you have taught them the same thing three times and then they keep making the choice that well, there's got to be consequences say, to that first you know, example but, is cole you know he wants to be in the the plugins with the screwdriver because <laughs> it fits right why would you not want to stick it you just can't get this kid you know and so and he can take the plugs out and so what do you do right and so with that, it's like you can talk to him till you're blue in the face, but when he knows there's consequences, that's the only thing. And so that's the thing. He, he does that, but that's not everything he does wrong. Right. That's the one big thing that he that has to stop him. doing. Yeah. It will kill him. And right. he like, and so he got chewed out for that. Right. But he didn't cry. He didn't anything. He wasn't even upset. Right. Because you're investing so much into that. And this is what we learned with TBRI is that you make investments, you make deposits yeah. into that bank account. And then when you make that one withdrawal, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't put you in the doesn't red. It doesn't take from their self-esteem. Right. It doesn't take from their self-esteem. So it doesn't crush them. You know, right. he just realized that he's doing something he shouldn't do. He knew he shouldn't be doing it, but he's getting so much of this other, you know, taught and encouraged and stuff like that. That, And so anyway, I, we don't, I can't think of a any reason, and it's never even crossed my mind to ever spank our kids because we just don't have to. Right. We, you know, we've found ways to make it work without that, and I just, I, I just wouldn't. For me, it, it, it was kind of like you, like it just, you know, okay. Now I'm the kind of kid. I okay, you do that. I don't. I want nothing to do with you. Right. You know. Right. And that's what I did. So. And I think that's if. 
most people are honest about it, you know, that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. Like, because you're getting, you're getting hit for something that you're like, sometimes you don't even know you're doing something wrong. Well, and that was the thing. I can think of one instance right now where I came out and I got, oh, that's so cute, you know, and stuff like that. So I was doing it. So I just kept doing it. And all of a sudden I'm getting my ass beat for it. And, And it's like, what did I do? Right. Nobody's telling me. Right. You know, so now I just think this like what a jerk, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that was it. And I mean I was I was a preschooler and I still remember that, you know. Right. So so uh, I think the teaching thing is it's an important thing. And there's lots of ways to discipline a kid. Like, you know, Cole hates being on timeout, Emma loves it. <laughs> you know? That's like a vacation for her. Yeah. You know, but you just gotta find something that you know. I, and I think sometimes with, with our kids, and, and again, you know, our we have different relationships, not relationships with our kids, but um, you, like me being with them all the time and you being da- with them mostly for the fun time and then obviously teaching them. But like with me, it sometimes we're all tired or we're mm-hmm. all hungry and we're all kind of love each other but are kind of sick of each other you know just because you're annoyed and what i found out is that at that point instead of like okay everybody calm down you know because it's not gonna work everybody because i know for me like if i'm hungry and i'm tired so a lot of times what i do i just separate them Mm -hmm. said okay cadence right now you do that and you've got a lot of success with that you you are gonna go draw you know, Cole, you're going to go to your room and play. And I, and I tell them, I said, you're not in time out. We just need a break. You guys need a break from each other. And it works so well. Pretty soon they're into what they're doing and they forgot about it. And I, and I have, because that's the thing. Like if they're all hungry and we're coming back for mm-hmm. like today, we had an amazing time. We, they came to work with me. They played. We went to pack. Petco, we we study every single creature they had there. You know, we bought stuff for our puppy's birthday, and they were all excited. By the time we're done with all those things, because we're out for like five hours, we're coming home. They're tired, they're hungry, and they've been like sitting in that van for a long time because we drive everything. It's kind of far away, and so I don't even have time to make th- the dinner. And they are just fighting and fighting and whining and, you know, whatever. And so, but I'm tired and hungry as well because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm being working and, and, you know, and teaching all day. And so what I found out is, okay, that's the time to separate them because then well, I have what, time to make a meal. And what I notice, especially with Cadence, she'll say this, she'll just, you know, and Cole is actually Cole even more so, but he'll just say, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go lay down. And that and was so, his thing And so today, by yeah. just acknowledging that and not, nobody's getting punished for anything. Right. It's just like, okay, you're tired and you, everybody start like Cadence and Cole, I notice. And Emma does it too. She just doesn't talk about it as much. She but, does it in a different way. But everybody will just go and yep. take some quiet time for themselves. Right. And so that that's the, that again, that goes back to that whole teaching thing. Right. Acknowledging you're tired. Right. Everybody, you know, nobody's done anything wrong. Yeah. We're just, Nobody has done anything wrong. We yeah. just need, we all need a break. So we're all going to do different activities kind of removed from each other's sight. And then we yeah. have a meal, you know, we have a bath and then they're good. They're good You know, again. the crazy thing is with all this training that we've had, you know, and, and all this experience raising all these different kids, you know, 
uh, still, it's just every day. Every day you learn more. Yeah, yeah. That's the nice thing about that TBRI group you're in because they they do this monthly thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Even the experts, you know, oh, yeah. don't have all the answers. You know, they'll tell nope. you that. We're human beings. We're very complex. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for listening, folks. Hopefully that helps somebody. Uh, we'll be back in a week with another episode of the Living Blessed Podcast.